Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome to the show. This is your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. And you are listening to the Uncommon Life Project. Thank you so much, Cindy, for that warm intro. Gosh, that is so weird. I was like, what name is he going to choose? And what name would I choose? And I chose Cindy in my head and you said, Cindy, that was crazy. (laughs) And you're listening to the Uncommon Life Project where we have uncommon thoughts and they're always the same. Not really, but can't wait for us to just dive in on this topic. Uh, This podcast is actually um, kind of a brainchild of mine. I'm going to start our 25 minutes because we're going to try to get that in the time frame. Uh, But it was kind of something funny that happened um, when I was uh, at Brian's wedding of all places. And uh, one of the people in the wedding, I think it was a family member of, I think your wife, Mm -hmm. um, came up to me and said, so what do you guys do exactly? Do you do stocks, bonds, mutual funds? And historically, and if you've listened to the show a lot, you know that when people ask me what I do, I cringe because it just saying financial advising, like that's, yeah, I guess that's what I do, but I never have an elevator speech. And that's something uncommon about me. People say that you have to have an elevator speech. I'd say, throw that out the window, never have an elevator speech. Just what are you passionate about? And what did you do yesterday? And in doing that, you end up getting clients. Well, this time I was really focused on Brian's wedding. I was the best man, super honored to do that. And I was just in another place. And so when he asked me this in my mindset of my history, I'm just kind of like, man, like, yeah, we do that stuff. And I was not a bad attitude, but I just wasn't dialed in like I somewhat, somewhat normally am. And so I said, tell you what, man, like what's keeping you up at night? And he's like, well, what do you mean? He was like, well, I was like, so what's like when you're laying in bed, like you're thinking about your finances, like what is something that's just reoccurring in your head that you're having trouble like thinking about or working through? And he's like, well, my rate of return. That's what he said. And he pigeonholed me in this like, well, tell me what stock to put my money in kind of thing. And I was like, there's no way that rate of return is keeping you up at night. Like what's really keeping you up at night? And I just kind of blew through it mainly because I was probably in a bad mood at that point. Um, That sounds horrible because normally I'm very approachable. So don't think that. But in this situation, that's kind of how it went down. And he was like, actually, if if you really want to know, and this is when I was like, okay, this is where I'm at. And he's like, taxes. He's like, we have all taxable income from farmland, from businesses, from social security, from IRAs. And he's like, we are just getting waylaid in taxes because this year we have no businesses and no write-offs to actually write that off. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, do you have a business in place? And he's like, nope, we got rid of that. And all stuff. And I thought, wow. Like at that moment, I knew I could be like standing in his shoes, knowing exactly what's keeping me up his night. And it was taxes. And so I looked at him and I was like, that's what we do for people is we help them with the things that are keeping up at night. Anyway, so that's the whole crux of this podcast is what is the issue that you're really mulling over in your head that you can't get through and you need maybe some assistance to do that. Um, For this one example, it was walking through this gentleman's 
uh, situation and taxes were one of them. We kind of talked about maybe putting an LLC together, filed as an S corp at that point. Again, this was really quick. It was a five minute conversation, but struck this, this chord, Brian, and I've been talking about ever since. So here's the podcast and we're glad you're with us. And so let's talk about what's keeping you up at night. Brian Dewhurst. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Uh, yeah. Cause we get hit up a lot. Like, Oh, what do you like? Or what stock is good? Or where would you put 50 grand? You get one that, that one more than I do, it seems like. But, um, and historically, I'm not the guy to ask. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it's also like, I don't even know you, you know, like, yeah, it's so weird to get that question and, um, you know, to give advice and not really know somebody. And so um, I think the thing I gravitate towards, you know, in the coaching we've done in our business and the professional industry statistics you know, 90% of people leave their advisor because of lack of communication. Mm -hmm. And that's a statistic that, you know, is, is always in the back of my mind. And that's a huge reason we're doing the podcast. I think that's a huge reason we started the YouTube channel and, you know, that we try to proactively reach out to our clients as, as best we can. And, um, because of that statistic and just because we care about people, but, um, at the end of the day, most people aren't leaving their advisor because of rate of return. Mm -hmm. It's because you have these underlying issues in your life that are not being addressed or solved. And um, that's why I love this question. That's why I love, Philip, the way you approach people because it's never about rate of return. It's always about like, where are you at in life? And uh, mm -hmm. what are you chewing on? Or what are you losing sleep over? And, and people just kind of like let their guard down, I think, with you. And, um, and so, yeah, we wanted to do a show on that of like, man, life... And these financial decisions are so complex and it's getting more complex because they keep changing all the rules, specifically the tax code. Yeah. You know, um, now with all this uh, Obamacare stuff, I'm not trying to get political, but it literally changes almost every year. And so for, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs, it's constantly like trying to optimize capital and time and resources and then trying to navigate all of these, I don't want to call them loopholes or, variables where you're trying to put together a package for your employees. You're also trying to build wealth and minimize your taxes. And, um, I haven't met too many Democrat business owners and I'm mm. not trying to get political, but it's just like when you start paying your own tax as a business owner, it gets real and you, there's just different ways the tax code is set up to mitigate taxes and tax liability for business owners because we take risk, we employ people and um, we're creating new things. And so, you know, with the complexity of all these different things, and especially I think as people age and look towards retirement and, you know, getting their paycheck from somewhere else other than going to work, there's just a lot of complexities to that. And it's mm -hmm. for most people, something they just haven't dealt with or explored. And it's scary. And I think it's always like the easy thing to hide behind of like, oh, what's my rate of return or how my mutual funds do this year. But really, it's like, how's Johnny going to pay for college? And, you know, is my house going to be paid off when I'm retired? And, yes. you know, all these different things. Um, and I think a lot of times, too, you know, people are making investment decisions based on tax. We see that a lot. Like, well, can I save tax on this? And it's like, yeah, but you're going to tie up your money. And, um, you know, there might be alternative ways to buy assets that uh, can give you a tax deduction or mitigate your tax liability without tying up your money and, and buying another asset that produces cash flow. And so, 
there's just different uh, things and different ways we want people to think um, as opposed to just like, oh, I need more rate of return and how do I get out of my taxes? Like I'm sure, you know, a lot of people too, when they come to talk to us, they do have qualified assets or assets in retirement plans, this, that, and the other. Here's my question to you. What percentage of rate of return is your account up this year today? You tell me that, right? And I'm pretty sure 85% of the listeners would say, I don't know. <laughs> I just yeah, don't know. I don't check it. And here's another question. If you do know, what does that mean for you in the grand scheme of things of your financial goals? Now that's like, yeah, we've lost everybody because they don't know. Does, what's 25% rate of return mean? What is 5%? That's why I love the process that we take people through because it gives them a baseline. And then you can tweak the future because we don't know the future, right? And stock markets and, and rate of returns, we don't know. We try to be conservative in our calculations, but we just don't know. And so when, when clients come to us and they really start thinking about what's keeping them up at night, here's something that I've heard a lot, and Brian, you as well is when they come to us and like, I've got this really good business idea and we'll listen to it and we're like, yeah, that's actually a really good business idea. And we'll ask them, what's stopping you? And the number one thing that stops, that's a bold statement, that stops our clients, I'd say benefits. Well, I'd, I wouldn't have health insurance or mm. I wouldn't have this or that and the other. And that's so interesting to me, um, which is true, right? That is an equation that you have to you have to think about, but it seems to me like when someone can t come to us and then they let their guard down enough to really tell us what's keeping them up at night and we give them a couple solutions for that one problem, it seems less daunting to take that risk. Yeah. And I think it's interesting you say that because health insurance used to be structured like our car insurance. And when you go buy a car, the like last thing you think about I mean, for the most part, unless you're buying an expensive car and you can't afford it, is the what's the car insurance going to cost me? It's kind of like, no, nah, I need to have uh, this, right? Yeah. But now, like for some reason, health insurance and these this boogeyman that we've created with with this whole health situation, and, and people have legitimately like health issues that are expensive. I don't want to minimize that. Um, but yeah, it's like there's so many ways to get around the health insurance thing if you start your own business. Um, and that's a big part of advice we give people. But it, it's um, it's just interesting to me then once they get the number of that question, if they bring up another obstacle or if it's like, oh, okay, well, then let's go. It, it's typically then another obstacle. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so then I know that's why Philip and I talk so much about mindset is because like you have to invest in the right mindset if you're going to be an entrepreneur because things are going to come at you at a different pace mm -hmm. and you're just going to have to make decisions and move on. And a lot of people just aren't ready to make those kinds of decisions and move on, even though they're discontent. Totally. I can't think of the number of times where Brian and I have sat down with people. They've given us their goals and objectives. We show them that they can actually achieve those goals and objectives quicker. And how many people never really act on it? <laughs> My favorite my favorite, I'd say, story about this is one of our clients that we first got and when we were first in practice, they wanted to redo their bathroom. I think it was going to be $50,000. Mm -hmm. And I think the second or third time we've met with them, Brian made this brilliant plan of like, this is how I would do it. And they were like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that right now. <laughs> like, okay, moving on, right? Like, yeah, I just can't remember. I can't, I'll never forget that. Like, 
it seems to me like there always is this psychological level of finance that really nobody really talks about, but it's yes. definitely there. Well, it's how do you, and again, I think this is a big reason why um, we've kind of, you know, I don't want to say partnered, but like working with Mark Stanley on a family type process, a process that we use for our business and bringing it to couples. It's really what we've been doing for the last six years in our practice. It's more kind of just formalizing it and putting it into a way that our clients can leverage it more themselves uh, without us there. But how do you and your spouse or significant other, if you're single, how do you prioritize the things in your life you want to get done? How do you do those with maybe not feeling like you're stealing from your future retirement? And how can you design your own life to be, you know, more passionate, more money, more time freedom right now? And, um, you know, we have coaches, we have mentors that we go to with things. So we're not saying we have all the answers. We go and get help. And we want to be there for people who are reading like Robert Kiyosaki books or other, you know, another big one I think we hear a lot is like the four hour work week or, you know, I read that and it was really powerful. And it's like, how do you read those books and you know, you want to do something or you have that idea you have, you know, I call it the Jumanji kind of drum beat where you've got to play that game. There's something inside of you that you have to do money aside. You're going to, you have to figure it out. And the older you get, the, the louder that drum typically mm. beats. And um, how do you organize your capital and prioritize that in the midst of family stuff, health stuff, spouse yeah. stuff, yeah. kids in school, maintaining the day job? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tangent this for a second quickly because I think this story is so powerful. And it was, we met a woman um, who came to us uh, and she got a settlement of some dollar amount and uh, Brian and I, after not seeing, like not like you could just retire on a beach type settlement. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, for some someone money. like right out of college is a good chunk of change. Yeah, and she really wanted to be a good steward, so she went to the financial advisors because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and she came, and I remember asking her a couple questions, and I don't know which one of us. I mean, this is a long time ago. Ask her like, but what are you really passionate about? Like, what if you did X for the rest of your life, you'd never feel like you worked a day in your life, and I. I think at that point she was like, I'd play basketball. I was an amazing basketball player and it just kind of, you can help fill in the story, but yeah, she was a collegiate basketball player. She went to a chiropractor and he paralyzed her for two to three months, a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it ended her basketball career uh, yeah. in college. So she gets this money. She comes to us. What should I do? And Brian was like, the best money that you can do is invest in yourself and chase after that dream to see if that would actually come to fruition. And then it kind of came out after I said that, she was like, well, I have investigated playing professional basketball in Australia yep. and had like a path for that already had thought out. And this, I'm glad you brought this story up because I think this galvanizes what we're trying to say. She had already done the work. Like she yep. had already had the conversations and dreamt and started to investigate what it would take to play basketball in Cal or uh, Australia. We just kind of fanned that flame and said, yeah, like, why wouldn't you do that? And then it kind of just gave her permission to like do what she was going to do. It's just most other people in her life were telling her now, like it's over. You need to get a job and go do the deal. And I'm sure there's people judging us right now when they're listening to this podcast, like how could you actually tell her to do that? Like that was so irresponsible. But what we thought at the end of the day was 
this is the question that galvanized it for Brian and I to give this advice. We said, if you don't go after chasing this dream to see if this actually is something for you in your future, will you regret it the rest of your life? And she said, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know how much it's going to cost. And we ended up putting the dollars and cents to it. And it wasn't as, it wasn't all of the, the settlement money that she got. We were like money well spent. Go figure yeah, this out. She got paid and she, so she, yeah, so she goes and she ended up becoming a professional basketball player in Australia and, yeah. and traveled the world doing that for a couple of years. And then that's parlayed into the job she's in now. And um, no, she parlayed into a house, uh, a job to help other people from United States go overseas and play basketball or sports. Then yeah. Gatorade ended up hiring her. Like it was a whole yeah. catechism of these events that if it just started with her basically funding this idea as if this is going to work or not. And at the end of the day, I would say that she would say this is her best investment that she ever did because it got her to where she's at today. It was a mindset mm-hmm. shift. And what I would say, like, let's say the market was the market did. And let's say the market was double. She would still say like, doesn't matter what that number would be of that account that could have been if I never would have chased out that dream. I would have always had that reluctance and question in my head, not worth the money. <laughs> yeah. And the only people that, that I have personally met, and again, we meet with a lot of people that are truly like up at night because of the rate of the return on their money are the people that are like day trading and like professionally trading their own money. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not doing that, I doubt that you're really worried at night. Of like, I only got 7.8% of my mutual funds this year. Like I better, <laughs> better call Steve. I'm underperforming. I, I just, you know, those, and we, we run into those people once in a blue moon and we just tell them we're not your, we're probably not a good fit. You know, go, go find somebody that wants to, to try to beat the stock market every year. And if the people uh, are saying that they can, you need yeah. to run from them, run for the hills actually. And here's what I would say at the end of the day, this drum beat, I love that Brian calls it. That's the Jumanji drum beat inside of you. What's, what value do you put on two people that can help you walk through that in a manner that is actually uh, prudent to your situation? Mm-hmm. And like actually help you in, in a very uh, strategic manner work on some of these things. Like what I'm saying is that's invaluable. Invaluable. To help, to have two advisors who aren't trying to tell you to like, oh, put your money over here or over there. And that's kind of the business that we've created this Uncommon Wealth Partners. And that's the, that gets me excited every day to go to work right next to Brian and help our clients figure this out every day of their life. Because they've taken their future and they've figured out a way to have a different mindset on money. And it really isn't what's the rate of return. Yeah, or or put all your capital into a 401k IRA where you can't touch and it won't help you fuel and accomplish those goals, you know? And so I think we help people make sense of, because you got to buy insurance, right? Car insurance, health insurance, some of this other stuff, life insurance. And you got a bank, you got to have money in the bank, money's got to come in, money's going to go out, and then investing, right? And investing is not only the stock market, it can be in yourself, it can be in real estate, business. And so I think what we help people do is really synergize those three channels based on the goals that they communicate and that yes. they say are important to them. And I love the fact when they start writing goals down and they realize that those goals don't necessarily have to be financial or I shouldn't say that. They, they really don't have are. to be uh, 
something that we are compensated with. And they know that we're shoulder to shoulder helping them achieve those goals. That to me is priceless. Priceless. For sure. Okay. Um, How are we doing on time? We're doing great, actually. Six minutes left. All right. So I would say, what is keeping up at night? Basically, what are your goals and dreams? And who do you communicate those goals and dreams with? Is it your wife? Is it your best friend? Whoever it is, like you've got to have that outlet of just some way to communicate something that you have a desire for. Um, we are we are those people for many people. Um, and the more that we are doing this, the more ideas are coming out. And the more that we're be able to help people through that. But mm-hmm. I think it's important to have at least somebody out there in your life to be able to walk through that and not only communicate those goals and dreams, but hold you accountable to some of them as well. Um, yeah. So who is that person for you? I think that's something that we wrote down in our outline that we're supposed mm-hmm. to talk about. Yeah. And I think we hit this on the first you know, episode this season two is just the intentional time of getting away and having a cadence to take time for yourself to dream, to think, to document. You know, I heard this the other day and I thought it was really profound. There's, you know, three ways you make things happen or a three-step process. One is typically you think about it or dream about it. You know, most people never take that dream and actually write it down on a physical piece of paper. I'm a huge journal guy. If you know me, I always have one. Um, So you write it down. And then from there, you start trying to actually implement it, right? Like you start investigating the URL, the logo, the name, you know, what it's going to cost, those types of things. And you start building it. Um, That's really that simple. And so, yeah, just giving yourself that latitude to stop, be quiet, and really dream and then write it down. Mm -hmm. And share it with someone that can help hold you accountable to executing on that. Yeah. And then the more specific with those plans and goals that you have, the more somebody can hold you accountable to it. For example, this is when I want it. So time of when you want it, how much money it's going to cost, what's it going to take for you to get there and uh, things like that. So the more detailed you can have it, those are, I would say, our favorite clients are the people that have things like that documented in a detailed form. That's when Brian can do his best work. (laughs) Then, I mean, then I love this question that we ask our clients. What's defined the relationship between you and us five years from now? What's your success story? Like how, how do we develop a successful relationship and what does that mean for you basically? And every person is different, but all of them, I think we have measurable results that we have with their goals and timelines. It's not ours. It's not like, oh, well, you need $50,000 in a Roth. Like, well, that's not we're going to be pushing. Like that might be some goals for people. That's great. But at the end of the day, what is that rough money going to do for you? And I'm telling you, it's not just to get rate of return because <laughs> rate of return isn't going to really fulfill all your goals and dreams. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly a component, but it's certainly a component, but it's not, um, it's just not going to change your life overnight. Like pursuing what's inside of you in the way God's designed you. And that's going to help change the world, you know? Yes. Um, and we're, that's the challenge, right? Is to get out of that comfort zone, get out of that, like, well, I have health insurance. Like, you know, Jesus wasn't comfortable. <laughs> Jesus wasn't like, ah, I got great benefits. And, uh, these, these 10 disciples, you know, or 12 disciples, uh, they got my back. It was, it was pretty uncomfortable in times he left them, you know, and he went out into the desert and he was obviously, obviously with God, but like, he was uncomfortable and God wants us to be uncomfortable. That's how we rely on him 
and glorify him is by answering that call, answering that bell, answering that drumbeat. And so if we're not honest with that and we push that off, you know, I think that's just a massive uh, missed opportunity to draw closer to God and to draw closer to other people in that because that's your gifting. That's what you've been designed to do. Totally. Totally. So this was basically the the whole gist of this podcast is what's the real reason that you're struggling with or you would need some ideas um, around because if you get around community, chances are somebody in that community is going to have a good, um, I would say, not maybe answer, but a good idea that will make you help you kind of shift out of your, your box, if you will. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast. You've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Ryan Dewhurst. Thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Send us out, Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.